Thank you for listening to this conversation with Jason Alcott about his book, The Sowing Principles, The Steps Between Your Purpose and the Harvest. Here's what it says about the book. In his debut book, The Sowing Principle, Jason Alcott shares that God has already equipped you with everything that you need to grow in your relationship with him. The book is a framework for looking at all that God has blessed you with and all that he is calling you to and how you can discern if you are moving towards or away from his will for your life. Experience in these pages and increase self-awareness while you discover the tools of sowing that lead to a truly purposeful life. Pick up the book. There's a link in the description to that off of Amazon. Be sure and check it out. Welcome to the Growth Talk Podcast, where we discuss business growth strategies, personal development, and leadership from a Christian worldview. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Today, I am excited to bring you a conversation that I had with Jason Alcott. He is the author of The Sowing Principle, The Steps Between Your Purpose and the Harvest. This is a great conversation, and it's really based around the sowing and reaping principle, and it's something that I think a lot of us neglect. So I think you're going to have a lot of value inside of this episode. So I hope you enjoy it. I will not delay. Let's get right into the interview. Hey, Jason, thank you so much for coming in and just uh, talking to me about your book, The Sewing Principle. I really appreciate it, man. I totally enjoyed the book. It's an awesome book. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I've been listening to your podcast, been enjoying the, what you're putting out there and uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we're kind of very much on the same page in some of our thoughts and uh, just about the future and, and where things are headed. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to be here. I'm disappointed I couldn't fly all the way to Kentucky, but this will have to do, right? So yeah, yeah. hey, I appreciate that. But yeah, I would have been loved to see you in person. That would have been great. But yeah, uh, cool yeah a little bit, a little bit of cross country flight would it, would be required for this. And technology yeah, exactly. has brought us into an arena where we can do this uh, relatively easily through uh, good old uh, technology like Zoom and StreamYard and stuff. So that's cool. Yeah, cool. So, uh, Jason, before we kind of get into the book itself, uh, if you don't mind, let's talk about kind of your early life, growing up, siblings, wife, things just about you, and ultimately kind of what life was like for you um, before you wrote the book, and kind of give us an idea about that. Yeah, for sure. So, I'm 41 now, and I, I live just outside of Vancouver, Canada. Uh, I've been married for six and a half years, coming up on seven years, actually pretty quick. And I've got uh, three little girls. I got a, I got a five-year-old, I got a three-year-old, and I got a four-month-old baby girl. So I am busy in, busy in that part of life. And it's it's awesome. It's fun. It's a blessing. My wife takes the most of that because I still get the opportunity to go to work every day. And, and she, so she's, you know, but the girls are just the biggest <laughs> blessing, right? <laughs> you know, it's, it's full on, right? Yes. Uh, when they're that age. So, but, but a lot, a lot of fun. And I didn't even realize how much fun it would be uh, to kind of be a dad and to be a dad of three girls. I mean, yeah. So watch out here, here comes the world. Right. So, but I grew up, uh, I grew up in this area in, in, uh, in close to Vancouver and my parents were kind of born and raised in the area as well. So it kind of, kind of roots here on the West coast. Um, and I grew up in a, in a Christian home. Uh, my parents became Christians when I was, I was younger. Um, and so that was kind of a Christian home, but they were learning, uh, as Christians, mm. right. They were new Christians, new to the faith, um, as they, as they sort of grew up. And so we grew up together. We were a part of Christian schools. I've got two younger sisters. 
one who's uh, two and a half years younger than I am and one who's uh, 14 years younger than I am. She's actually adopted from China. Um, oh, awesome. So she's, she's awesome. She just recently got married uh, about a year ago. And, and so kind of grew up in that setting, but that sort of, uh, and so, you know, kind of had that in the background. There's various points in my life where my faith became more of my own in different degrees. There was definitely mm. a space through like high school and kind of wrapping that area up where I went to a Bible school in Sweden for a year. Um, and that was obviously impactful in my life and sort of, again, my faith becoming more of my own. Then it sort of, I would say, tapered off. It was still very mechanical for me. Um, and it wasn't until I was sort of, you know, I talk about in the book, one of the key stories in the book is, you know, I wrote this, I was wanting to get married at one point, you know, I was kind of looking for that in life. It was kind of at that point. And, uh, and I was looking to meet somebody and I was working in the restaurant industry and I was doing a whole bunch of different things. I was pretty busy. There's a lot going on. But there was definitely a lot of my life that wasn't lining up with some of my core values or Christian values as they should be. Um, and I wrote mm -hmm. this list of, you know, the the features and kind of the things that I was looking for, characteristics I was looking for in a future wife. Um, and it was a really big moment for me looking back on that because I wrote that list. And what happened uh, is that God really spoke very clearly to me in my heart. He says, this is a great list. You know, you got things on there like you want a woman of integrity and somebody that seeks after God's heart and, you know, somebody that wants to live on, you know, on fire for God and the way that she wants to raise her kids. And it's like, that's a great list. That sounds like an amazing woman, but the man <laughs> that you are today <laughs> is not going to attract this woman. Like, you know, the sort of double-minded life that I was living at the time, you know, yes. Christian on Sundays, uh, you know, maybe Sunday mornings for a couple of hours was kind of where I was at, yeah. and, you know, uh, Bible collecting dust on the nightstand, you know, you pick mm. it up and there's a square there, right? It's like, oh, shoot. Um, <laughs> you know, I think, and I think there's a lot of us that have experienced that, yes. right? Yeah. What came out of that was really interesting for me. What came out of that was that I started to look at, okay, so if I'm not the man that I'm supposed to be to potentially marry this type of woman, so what does that what is that man? Who is that man then? And what mm. does he do on like a daily basis? How can I move in that general direction to become more of that man? And one of the things that I picked up in doing that was I thought, you know, a man that that would be like this, a man of integrity, a man seeking after God's heart would probably read his Bible every day. Yeah. Um, and so I just picked that up and really simply started really simple. Not like I read the Bible in a year or anything like that. I just I started out, you know, reading a proverb a day and, you know, expanded beyond that gave myself a lot of grace for days that were missed. And what came out of that, it was very mechanical to start, but what came out of that was a relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Like he actually speaking into my life um, on a daily basis. And that has been this incredible blessing. And of course I then met my wife who's still like, she's so incredible. So out of my league in, in so many ways and was everything on the list and beyond and everything that God kind of had planned for me, uh, which is, which is incredible. But the relationship that I developed with Christ through mm -hmm. that was, was the, the biggest thing that's true kind of transformed my life uh to where it is uh more today yeah you know that makes sense you know and, and i think your story that and you mentioned that it, it does kind of resonate with a lot of people i think um and it, and it should it especially does with me um i very similar uh grew up in a christian home uh was taught christian beliefs but it's, it's just like you had said, it's, it's, I was doing it because they did it. And, it. and at some point I had to come to that point where it was my own. Like I, sure. I believed it because I found it to be true. And, and I think that's, that's a key in this journey that we're all on totally. is, is that relationship aspect. Yep. It's a mechanical one at first. You're going through a, 
a, I, you could almost say ritual when it comes to reading the Bible, those type of things. But at some point it begins to resonate inside of you as true. You begin to get the relationship and that ultimately puts you in a path that leads you to Christ. And I think that's well put. And, and I, I like how you describe the searching for the wife and writing on a list. Um, that's, that's so true. <laughs> I know there's lots of people that are like, oh, you shouldn't do that kind of stuff. I'm like, I don't know when I, when I did it, however many years ago, like I've still got the note in my phone because that's where I wrote it down. Right. And, you know, it's, I don't know. That's what, that's where I was at. That's what, you know, that's what I've been kind of taught was, you know, get, get things in front of you and get goals in front of you. And, but God speaking to my heart was the part that kind of threw me off. I didn't expect that part, right? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's, it's just kind of funny that we we write down everything that we we want in our lives, and and using the wife as an example, or any like a dream or whatever. Totally. But we we focus on this external, um, you know, perspective about what we want, whereas we don't self reflect on ourselves to say, "Wow, okay, well." to actually get those things, there's probably some things in my life that I've got to deal with and get in order to be able to get to that point, like the wife, to get the wife full of integrity and faith. And, yes. and you, you got, you got to work on ourselves, right? That that's where it starts. We've got to, we got to meet Christ where he's at and what he wants us to do and, and meet him there. So I like that. Um, and I, I think that's ultimately probably how you, if, correct me if I'm wrong, your journey led you into this book, the sewing principle, um, because it, it does kind of lay out that, that kind of scenario. It, it talks about basically how we, you know, reap what we sow, but you go into a little bit more detail in that whole concept. I mean, it's a great passage in scripture, but I think it does resonate across many channels of our lives. And I think you did an excellent job laying that out in your book. But before we kind of get into the meat of that, why don't you share a little bit, just a quick kind of overview, overview concept about what the book was written about and kind of who it was for and those type of things. Yeah, absolutely. So the sewing principle, I'd wanted to write a book for a long time, which I think apparently a lot of people want to write a book. Yeah. <laughs> I heard a stat the other day, 81% of people would like to write a book one day. So <laughs> I want to sit here and just say that if that's you, I want you to know you can do it because if I did it, you absolutely can do it. There you um, go. And, that's good. And, 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 you know, I wrote it using the principles that I, you know, I wrote about in the book. That was the only way that thing came together was little tiny bits at a time. Right. So but it's uh yeah so the sewing principle i wanted to write it it's really a framework for for looking at everything that god has blessed you with when you think about you know your time the ability to control your thoughts your words your actions uh any the gifts and skills and talents that god's given you how do you how do you look at those things and and then apply them in your life in such a way that they're moving you towards god's purpose in your life and that's i wanted to create a framework around that for and have a, be able to have the language and the conversation around what are we doing with the gifts that we've been given and how are they sowing towards mm -hmm. God's kingdom? And so I grew up reading a lot of books, uh, leadership books, personal development books, and there's a couple of great books. One of them is called The Slight Edge by a gentleman by the name of Jeff Olson, and another one's called The Compound Effect by a gentleman by the name of Darren Hardy. They talk about very much similar things, and it's a lot of what's in the sewing principle as well. And it's really diving into the little tiny steps that we take on a daily basis and how that can shift the trajectory of our life over a long period of time. Mm. And That's good. so often people are looking for, and our culture is really big on this, you know, it's 30 day abs, it's a juice <laughs> cleanse and you're fixed in two weeks, right? Like we're looking yes. and, and told to look for a very quick fix, uh, silver bullets, you know, get rich quick, whatever it is, whatever you want to mm -hmm. talk about. And so I loved this concept of, you know, these little tiny steps, 
growing and changing the trajectory of my life. And I recognize that as much as those books that I mentioned were talking about financial and you know career success, that it was it, this was impacting every area of my life. And in a big way, impacting my faith and my relationship with Christ. And in a big way, affecting my marriage and my relationship and my ability to be a father um, and all and my health and everything is encompassed in this. What am I doing in the tiny bits of, you know, uh, with the gifts that God's given me? How am I sowing? Uh, sort of each day, each and every moment. And not that I've got it all figured out by any um, you know stretch, but just that I, I'm continuing and being willing to learn on the journey. Yeah. Um, and that's, so that's, and that's exactly what it is. It's a journey. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. realizing that we, we are flawed and we have to work on ourselves and it's, it's not against the self-help category of books. I think they, they do help us to begin to dissect ourselves a little bit, but, but I, I think you're right. I think there's this, that self gratification, that instant gratification that we have in our culture mm -hmm. that we just, we just don't realize that to make drastic changes in our lives, to really truly work on ourselves, it is these small micro changes we've got to make over a long period of time before we start seeing those results. And then that's where we become the better, the better person, the person that Christ really ultimately wants us to be. It's not a, it's not a quick change. And it's never a journey that comes to an end. It's, it, it is a journey that we're constantly on. And I, I think being aware of that um, is key. Uh, we're never going to arrive, but we've got to continue to work on those things. And uh, I think yeah. you did a good job laying that out. I, th I think you, you really did. Uh, you simplified the, the concept in a way that broke it down into each kind of category of your life. And, and I, I'll have to agree. Like I, I didn't do the sewing principle as my life, but I did standards for my life. And, sure. yeah. and as, as I was reading your book, you know, I was like, well, you know, it's funny you say sewing, which is the biblical and really what it is. And sure. I had standards, but that's exactly what I was doing to those standards. These were my non-compromising standards that I had for my life. And each one of them were forms of sewing. Like I had a standard wow. for how much exercise I did, what I ate, you know, standards I did in my relationships, people I connected with, you know, these are things that I set up, but man, when I was reading your book, I was like, this correlates so well with that, that I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I was doing, but I didn't attach that sewing principle to it. So it actually took what I would call my standards for living into mm -hmm. a, a true map that would say like, look, if I continue to sew into these, these standards, then this is the results I'm going to get. And I think your really? book just did a great job kind of bringing that together. So like goal setting, all those type of things, it all comes back to this sewing principle. Like I if you set a goal, that. you got to sew to get to that goal, right? Yeah, I, I love that idea of, of talking about it from standards. I hadn't thought about it from that perspective, but and goal setting, I think about a lot because I grew up in a very goal centric um, home. We were we were very much encouraged to get goals and write them down. But you're dead on the point there, and you know you've got a standard, you've got a goal. Have you been able to walk that back to what does that mean that you get to do today? You know, yeah. Um, and I think that can be some for some people that can be a bit daunting, but for me, I find that incredibly freeing because if I want to change my life, it's you know, sometimes it's sold to us as you've got to make massive changes or massive shifts. And then yes. you think because you think, you know, you want to so you want to get become a healthier person and you think, well, gosh, now I got to stop all of these things. Like, well, what what about starting one thing that's positive on a consistent basis as compared to just making this wholesale change that you are now terrified of? So you don't even take yes. the steps <laughs> before, or you agree. start and you quit because, you know, I, I always I joke a lot about the the Bible and the year plans. I talk about those a lot and I think <laughs> yes. it's great. Like I encourage people like if that's what you want to do, go for it. But in my yes. mind, personally, 
if I sign up for a Bible in a year and I do really great for the first week and the second week and then the third week I miss a day and the fourth uh-huh. week I miss three days. And then by the time I get to the middle of February, I'm like, I'm like 15 days behind. What happens for myself in those situations is I just quit altogether. And I'm like, well, maybe yeah. I'll start again next January. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's not helpful because the goal isn't to read my Bible in a year. The goal is to yeah. be in my Bible on a daily basis, right? And have that, you know, that's have, good. allow Christ to speak into my life, allow the trajectory of my life to change. So if I miss a day, that doesn't, you know, like I'm not writing off the next, you know, 10 months because I missed, you know, a couple of days and I feel like I can't catch up. Right. So yeah, I, that's, I really that's try to focus on that. Absolutely true. Um, you know, we set these goals that new year's resolutions, I'm not a big exactly. fan of them. I, I just, yeah. I don't think they're, it's a good idea. I, I think just being aware of your own shortcomings and realizing that those are the things that you need to be working on and changing Mm-hmm. over time is how you're going to see results. And, and I, I do, I do think if everyone just stopped and, and took a, a look at themselves, they would realize that they need to make, you know, some significant changes. And those changes are not going to be something that just happens instantly. Yeah. It goes back to the sewing principle, just like gardening. You, you know, if you want a plant to come out, yeah. you can't just expect I'm going to plant a seed tomorrow. I've got corn, right? Yeah. It just does not work that way. And there's, and it's no different. And if you read the Bible itself, you realize the struggle that the, that, that the authors are writing about these people, people, right? I mean, you, mm-hmm. you read about David in the Bible and you see what he was. Yeah. He was a God chosen man, but look at the struggles he went through to become who he needed to be, yeah. you know, the life that he went through to become that man. That's right. Yeah. There was a lot of refining fire. We're not very good at self-reflection. We are just <laughs> like, not good at gen- self-reflection. Like, I think, and not that, they, that we can't, it's just that we generally don't pause long enough. To, like you said, exactly what you said. If you're willing to pause long enough to take a look, uh, it's not always pleasant. So I think that's probably why we don't do it. <laughs> yeah, people don't want to do that. They don't yeah. want to see those things. Um, so, but yeah. Well, let's get, let's get a little bit into the meat of the of the book now. Let's transition into that. Yeah. So um, I'm going to read, you start off with a statement in the very beginning of the book. I'm just going to read this and then have you kind of talk about it. But sure. um, it started off with this. It said, the sowing principle is simply this. What we experience in life today and tomorrow is directly related to what we sowed yesterday and each day before it. Just expand on that. I know we've kind of been expanding on that, but that's a statement you start off with. I think it just sets the tone for the entire book. Yeah, I think, I mean, so I'm 41 and there's definitely been points in my life where I've woken up and I would imagine this would be true for a lot of people, a lot of listeners, that you wake up and some days and you wake up and you go, how did I get here? (laughs) Right? Like, how did I end up, you know, in this particular situation? Maybe you're, you know, maybe it's financial or maybe it's health or family or or you're, you're, and it's often when we're, a gap between where we are and where we think we should be. Mm. Um, and we, we, you know, there's, there's two, two options there. You get either the opportunity to take responsibility, which is what I'm trying to talk about in the book for the, the decisions that have, I've made that have led me to this point, or you blame, and we blame the circumstances around us. You blame the government, yeah. the weather, the, the whatever game. it is, right? Mm-hmm. Blame game. And it's a circle. And so, yeah, that's really what, it, you know, I've realized in my life and had to wake up and just be like, just take it, just be honest. I mean, obviously there are things in life that, we don't, you know, like if you have a, a terrible or horrible health diagnosis, I mean, there's things that I wouldn't wish on anyone, right? Or, or, you know, something happens, there are things that are outside of our control, but having a good understanding and grasp of what's within your control and mm. how those decisions that you've made have led you to where you are in this moment, taking more of an emphasis towards taking responsibility, I think is always going to serve us better, in my personal opinion. 
Man, so that's yeah. yeah, that's what I wanted to kind of start out the book with is just like, hey, here's you know, if you're sitting in a pile of whatever, let's own it. <laughs> y- yes, and then, and then let's take the book and let's do something about it. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think that even going back to the blame game, mm-hmm. you know, we will justify our circumstances based on those external circumstances, right? It's like, so-and-so caused me to do this, or this happened, therefore I couldn't do this, instead of looking internally. And in your book, you talk about the blame game, and and really it sets up some major roadblocks uh, for someone to actually grasp the concept of the sewing principle, mm-hmm. um, because you're, you're, you're making excuses for everything else around you, if, if someone was, was was to watch the news and learn everything about the government, they spend their whole time talking about how bad everything is, instead of focusing in on the things that they actually have control over, they, they're never going to get past those roadblocks. There's something that's always going to get in their way because there's something else has caused this problem. The economy's crashing. You know, we're talking about the housing market. You know, it's in a major shift. So there'll be a bunch of excuses of why we can't buy homes or why I can't sell my house. But it'll never be that maybe the house is overpriced or these type of things, right? Really? It's going to be it's going to be that something else caused that. Yeah. So before we move on to, let's talk about the blame game a little bit. Why is understanding that blame game important to understanding the sewing principle? And, and how does that, that type of game limit us overall in fulfilling what God has basically called us to do with our lives? Like how, how does that, what, what, what's the consequences of the blame game? Well, the consequences of the blame game is that you give away your ability to take responsibility like you you give that to someone else when you blame the market or you blame you know whatever's going on around you for what's happening in your life you're giving away the chance for you to do something about it that's the that's the that's the big one the other thing though is that you know i talk a lot about you know when you what what are you sowing on a daily basis well you're sowing your thoughts which turn into your words and your actions and, and your emotions so you get the opportunity to control your thoughts you can't think about two things at the same time i talk about that in the book and if you're mm-hmm. blaming something then you're thinking about something you're you're sowing your your energy and attention and focus into something that's outside of your control and you're planting weeds basically in the garden of your mind and in your body and then we we turn around and we go how come I'm not getting any results or why is nothing positive happening in my life? I'm like, well, you just spent the last three months complaining about the current president. I, I don't, you know, yeah, I get it, yeah. but we're all kind of going through it. And that, that those are the kind of the big ones where like you're sowing that into back into your life when you're blaming the circumstances and things like that, that are around you. Yeah. I think that's it. I, I think you cloud your vision. You cloud your judgment. Um, yep. You don't allow wisdom and logic and reason to enter in because mm-hmm. you're using external circumstances to define why things are the way they are um all self-limiting um those are not not you're right they're not sowing the right seeds um so uh, just everyone's listening you know don't play the blame game right just it take control take ownership of your life take ownership of that yeah um you know the blame game is a tricky thing because it becomes a habit with people too like i know mm, people in my life that that's that's a part of kind of sort of like it's a part of their persona because they've been doing it for so long and it's not necessarily going to be easy but what i recommend and i've seen it recommended and i've done this as well like when i wake up in the mornings and i'm feeling anxiety my my go-to is I, i i move my thoughts over to gratitude and if you find yourself blaming a situation switch your thoughts just just start to get that trigger hey i'm blaming something i need to start to think about things that i'm grateful for because when you can just start to make those tiny shifts in your thought process it's going to shift 
you know, kind of more of who you are. You're going to be more open-minded to the opportunities. You're going to see more of God's blessings that are in your life as compared to pushing and blaming what's outside of you. It's easy to say and to talk about on a podcast. It is challenging to do, yeah. but but it can yes. be done. Yes. And I think that's what people need to recognize is that, yeah, you can do you just because you've been blaming everything for that's how you grew up because that's how your yeah. family was. You can change. It is possible. <laughs> yeah, it, it absolutely is. Yeah. All right, let's break down the sowing principle. Um, in the book, you talk about four pillars. Um, pillar one, what you sow. Uh, pillar two, um, how you sow. Three mm -hmm. is where you sow. And and then four is why you sow. Uh, would you mind kind of just kind of just give us a synopsis of each one of those? So starting with what you sow and why that yeah. matters and how and in those categories. Yeah, for sure. So what you sow is 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 starting the conversation to recognize what do you have that you're sowing so um the big one you know kind of at the core of it if you think of it you're sowing your time every single day and so inside what you do with your time you have your thoughts you have your words your actions and then i talk about your gifts skills and talents and abilities like god's i believe that god's given us all gifts and skills and talents um to be able to make an impact that he wants to do in and through us and so how are you stewarding those gifts how are you stewarding the time that you're given your thoughts, your words, your actions. That's what I, I want to be able to have language around that and be able to have you identify how that fits in, what that is as a part of your life. What are those things? What are the seeds that you have to work with? Um, that's what that sort of part of the chapter is about. That's um, good. And then how you sow is getting into more talking about habits and rituals and, um, and, and recognizing the power of some of those things and how you can use them to your advantage. Like you can take things like we talked about personal growth. Like I do a YouTube weekly YouTube video right now where I, I love to grab concepts that are out of the personal growth world and talk about them in relationship with my faith and more holistically mm. in my life. And for me personally, that includes very much my faith, every part of my life. So when I'm learning about personal growth, it isn't always just about my you know, growth in my career, or my finances or something like that. I, to me, it's how does this affect my marriage? How does this, how can I use this and have it affect my, my faith? And I think there's a lot we can learn and combine in those two spheres, uh, spiritual growth and personal growth. And I try and bring those things together. And so when I talk about how that's really kind of what I'm trying to get in there is start to think about how, how do you make this happen? How can you say, you know, habit stack so that you can read your, I read my Bible every day when I eat breakfast. And you know, what's really funny is if I have a morning where I wake up late and I skip breakfast, you know what I don't do? I don't read my Bible. <laughs> and I'm like, shoot, that's not, but I'm like, but I eat breakfast 90%, 99% of the time. Right. So for yes. me, that works, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. So what can you, can you take some of these tools that we know exist like habit stacking? I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but can you take something yeah. like that, that we know that that exists. It's a very real thing. And can you apply that in your life such that you can further your relationship with Christ, that you can strengthen your marriage, that you can become a better father or, you know, better, better mother, whatever it is, right. Can you do that? And I, I believe that we can. And so I wanted to kind of lay that out um, very intentionally in the book. Yeah. You know, I think, I think that's it. You're actually kind of resonating with me a lot because growth talk is very much about that. It's about the growth of the person. Mm -hmm. Um, but we're, you know, again, I, my faith is very center to this, the mission of this, um, yeah. kind of exactly what you said. It's like taking this, these concepts that are, you would say are self-help, which is fine, but bringing them back into that holistic part of my belief and, and, and my Christian faith and matching it and aligning it with the word of God. 
Yeah. And when when those when the habit uh, forming techniques and the journaling techniques and the goal setting techniques, yep. when they correlate with God's promises and what God says about us, then you start start you you can take this self help category and bring it into your belief and get a very solid thing that can really help just all aspects of your life. Yeah, I think it can um, really kind of open up a lot of just more opportunities for you to grow. And so, yeah, something like your, your podcast here with Growth Talk, which I mean, I just love that's, you know, the, I, I listen to great podcasts when I drive to and from work because I want, I want to sow into my mind, great ideas. I want to be inspired. I want to be learning and growing. And I think that there are, uh, there's a, a large, you know, subset of the population that that's what mm -hmm. they do. They want to grow. They want to develop. Mm -hmm. They want to be on that. They want to make an impact. We want to make yes. an impact. We right? want to make and an impact. We want yes. to make an impact. The opportunity for us to make an impact is with the people that we're actually already in relationship with. Mm, <laughs> um, yeah. Most of the time, I, I you know, I, 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 you know, I think when you talk, well, we can move on to where, but like, you know, where do you sow? Uh -huh. Sometimes I think we need to, um, we need, we think that we need like, oh, I'm going to, in order for me to make an impact, I need to have like 1.1 million followers on you know, choose your social channel. <laughs> but if you think about your own life, and I mean, I can ask you this, Adam, like think about your own life and the people that have impacted you the most. Mm. Um, for myself personally, it's been people that have kind of known me. Um, obviously mm -hmm. there have been books, there have been podcasts, there have been things that I've learned that have had significant impact on my life, but there have been people that have spoken into my life at very specific points that have changed the trajectory of my life, but they yes. knew me and they knew me yes. well enough to do it. And, yeah. and so when we talk about where do you sow, it's, I think we can be intentional with where are we sowing our time? Where are we sowing our energies into, uh, and just being conscious of that, that, you know, we can take responsibility for, you know, if we don't prioritize uh, uh, our life, someone else will. And that's really what I want to get across in that section of the book is take the opportunity, take the responsibility to prioritize your life of where are you going to sow this time? Yeah, that's good. You know, one of my favorite words is intentional. Mm -hmm. I just love that word, word. Um, because it, it's in our lives. If we don't take every category and, and we, we emphasize so much about um, finances and exercise and work hours and all this kind of stuff that we neglect the, the one asset we actually have is time. Yep. And if we, if we are intentionally delegating those times to doing the things that you said here, like where we're sewing, Mm -hmm. And you tie those things into your everyday routine that, in, that then develops habits and rituals. And that's where you're, you're going to start seeing results. Um, and, and I know we keep kind of harping on this, but this, this quick instant gratification stuff is, is just a complete lie. There is no instant gratification. These things take hard work. Um, and I, I'm not going to pretend like I'm sitting here and I've got it all figured out. Um, I don't. And I don't. I, Jason, I think you would agree. We, we don't have this no. all figured out. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it's it, but but to talk about it and expose it and to dissect this is the whole point, because when we become aware of this, then we can be intentional with actually delegating our time and putting it into a system that actually begins to change our lives and then ultimately affecting those around us. And then truly leading down the road of building better relationships, which is going back to what you were just saying, who has affected our lives the most? What well, absolutely is the people that know who we are. But I, going back to what we were talking about, about at the very beginning, it's, it's like we have to be aware that we are flawed individuals in need of improvement. Oh man, and, and in need of a savior. <laughs> and in need of a savior. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Yeah. So it, it all ties in beautifully. And it's one of the best stories that we could ever, ever preach on is the gospel. And, and all of this points right back to what Christ did and what he's continuing to do and what he wants us to do. Um, you know, this life is not our own, right? We're, we're stewards of everything that we have. And every second we breathe, we're stewards of that time. And I think your sewing principle brings that right into the forefront of people's lives. Just trying to bring it front of mind and, uh, you know, keep it in front. You know, we keep bringing up this, you know, instant gratification thing. And I love talking about that because it helps me to keep me reminded um, that I'm, you know, I'm in this for the long game. What are the goals here? Mm. You know, it's not the car. It's not the house. There's so much more, <laughs> yes. right? You know, you, and you get home and you play with your kids and that really helps. But, you know, great podcasts, great inputs in my life help to keep that frame of reference as well. Because as soon as you turn around, somebody's trying to tell you, well, doesn't that car look great? And wouldn't you look great <laughs> in it? Right. You know, and, and, and I'm a car guy. I love cars. Um, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. you know, and, 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 you know, I, I enjoy, the, I enjoy driving nice cars. It's fun. Right. But it doesn't, exactly. it's not who I am as a person. It doesn't define yes. me and it doesn't, it doesn't make me the man that I am. Uh, but it, it is challenging because so much is told that this is what it looks like to be successful. This is mm -hmm. what it looks like to be, you know, what we think in it. That's not what God talks about. That's not, it's not what he's calling us to. It's not, it's not what he's to do. So when I talk about the last pillar there, the why, you know, mm -hmm. when you, we go through ups and downs of life, we all get to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> that that's part of it. Life happens to everybody. I like to say life happens. That's just, that's my, I don't have that bumper sticker, but it should, it should be on my car, right? We all should have that one. <laughs> we all should have it. Like, you know, we're, and everyone's fighting a battle, you know, nothing about, I love that saying as well. Yeah. Uh, life happens. So when you're going to go through the ups and downs of life that will invariably come and we will go through that, we need to be able to be connected back to the, why are we sowing? Because just because life gets tough doesn't mean that you stop digging into your Bible on a daily basis or that you stop mm. some of those positive things that you've started to create, started to sow on a daily basis or the growth of your gifts, skills, talents, and abilities. You know, if God's given you the gift to be able to go and to connect with people or to be able to go speak with people, or maybe he's given you the gift to write. Well, because got, things got challenging doesn't mean you should stop in the development and growth of that gift. You've got to dig in, but you got to know why you're doing it. Otherwise, mm. you're going to hit a bump and you're going to want to quit. Yeah, um, Ooh, the, the why. Up, yes. Right? Yeah, come why on. We why we still. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Well, um, just to kind of close this out a little bit, what would you <laughs> like to say to those that are serious about going on this, uh, you know, this journey of basic self-reflection, um, breaking down some of our old beliefs and the blame game and the sewing principle? Like, where, where would you kind of like people to kind of go from here on this journey? What would be some advice you would give them? Anybody's wanting to kind of go down this road? Yeah, I mean, if you're just getting started in a personal growth journey and, and wanting to take steps in that direction, I would just keep it as the simplest. What's the simplest thing that you could start doing today or tomorrow and be able to com continue to do on a consistent basis? What's the simplest thing? Could you read for five minutes a day or 10 minutes a day? Um, you know, could you grab a copy of the sewing principle and, and bring that home? And could you read that for five minutes a day over the next, take your, you know, if you do it that rate, now you just read it. So you know how long it takes to read it, but it's only a couple of hour read. It's not a super long book, right? No, but but could book. you read, could yeah. you read five to 10 minutes of a great book every day? Okay. So I'm not a reader. Okay, great. No problem. Could you listen to a podcast on your drive to work for, could you just listen to it on the way to work and then maybe listen to music on your way home? Right? Like, there you go. You know, what's what I love music. Great. I love music too. 
great. I listen to podcasts on the way into work. And then if I'm feeling like I want to listen to some music on the way home, I listen to the music on the way home. What are the, what's the something that is a simple step that you take that, you know, when you wake up five, 10 years down the road, your life is going to look significantly different because you decided to sow into some growth and there learning you know. in your own life. Um, that would be my encouragement to those that are there. There's, there's so many, we live in a world where there's so much information available to us. I talk <laughs> about that in the book. Like there's not, yeah, yes, no yes. lack of information. Like that's not <laughs> it. Like, you know, if it, if it was a lack of information that was, uh, you know, the reason between why, where you are and where you'd like to be, that's just not going to fly. That's not the case. Yeah. Right. It's but, application, but it's, right? Applications. How do you, how do, are you going to be able to pick up that, whatever it is that you want to grow in and actually do it with a consistency that's going to have an effect on your life over the next five years? You're looking for a quick fix. This too often the problem. I want to change my life by this weekend. And so I go to the conference and I love conferences, but I go to the conference because I believe that's going to change my life over these next three days. You may learn what you need to learn in a conference over a three-day period of time, and I think that's great, but the only way your life is going to change is what you apply coming out of it, right? Yeah. Ooh, you nailed it, man. Yeah, yeah we information overload, but application is missing. Totally. Um, yeah. and, that, and that's the thing. We, got, we, we, need to, we need to slow down and begin to apply the things that we are learning. When we, when we have something that really resonates with us, we're like, oh, you know what? I need to work on this. Yeah, We need to stop and and actually begin to do that and work on applying that. Um, I'm guilty of that, right? I mean, it's 100%. I read a lot of books. I read all of the time, but application is still a daily struggle. It's like, how do I apply this in? And I think even going back to your book, I think that's why it's just such a great read, man. I, I th- because because what, what you end up realizing is after you read that, you're actually already applying the concept. What you have to do then is realize where you are sowing and begin to adjust that into the area that you need to be sowing in. Yeah. So it's like the application for your book is actually very doable because we wake up every day and we're sowing somewhere. We're, we're sowing the relationships with our spouse, our kids. Yeah. Like we're already doing this. Yeah. It's just kind of refocusing that and aligning it with um, where God wants us to be focused on and yeah. sowing where God wants us to go with, with our within our gifts, like you said. And, you know, so I, I think that's just the beauty of this. When we start talking about application, your book can be applied. So people you're, you're pick it already up, read sewing. it. You're already sewing. You're, <laughs> you're already, already doing sewing. it. Because it comes down to your word of intentionality. Now let's just do it with intention. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do that's right. Intentionality. Yeah, I know. That's awesome. Thank you. Yep. So uh, just to wrap this up, what are you currently working on? So yeah, the last uh, another book is kind of framework. You know, definitely would love to write another book. It's on the list. I I came away from just before the book launch. I started doing these weekly YouTube videos, which I mentioned. I've really been pouring myself into that recently. I love that. I love the consistency of it. I love how much it it forces me to clarify my ideas and to be able to share them with people. Um, and so I do that weekly. You can you can Google Jason Alcott or head over to jasonalcott.com. Um, to, to kind of check that out. And, and that's, those are just relatively short, you know, 10 minutes or whatever like that um, a week that, that you can kind of get uplifted and encouraged and hopefully give you some tools to be able to, to continue on your personal growth journey. So I'm, that's what I'm kind of working on now. And I love it. So it's a blast. So. Well, that's awesome. Jason, yep. thank you so much. Everyone, you can pick up his book on Amazon. I'll have a link to that in the description in the show notes for you guys to do so. I will also have links to get in contact with Jason, his website and everything in the show notes as well. So be sure to reach out to him and connect with him. Subscribe to his YouTube channel. He's got some great content in there. You can see that he has got a lot of wisdom. 
This book was great. Highly recommend you guys check it out and read it for yourself. And like we said, you can begin to apply it very easily to your life and you'll start seeing results over time. It does require some work. Jason, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Adam. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Growth Talk. If you have a question or comment you would like to share, please email them to askadamtoday at gmail.com. If you enjoyed listening, please, please, please consider subscribing to this podcast, Growth Talk. And also be sure to rate us everywhere you listen to your podcast. It does help the show out. In the meantime, remember to be bold, keep learning, and be relentless in your pursuit of truth.